when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome back to those of you who listened to the pilot episode of Set the Tape Rewind and decided to give us a second chance. And a big hello to those of you joining us at Set the Tape for the first time. You are all welcome here at Set the Tape. Coming up on the programme, writer Steve Norman and my partner in crime, Tony Black, both chip in as we run through some film news as the Winter Soldier himself teases fans with potential X-Men crossovers with the MCU. In part two, we ruminate, speculate and ate brains after confirmation that The Walking Dead is not yet committed to the graveyard while casting a BDI at the teaser trailer for season two of The Handmaid's Tale. And finally, in the free play section this week, The Guardian dropped the Berlin out but still head to Germany for their top podcast of the week, leading to a mini squabble about just what the hell a podcast is anyway, as well as some choice selections of our favourite pods to please your ears with. So let's get on with the show. So kicking off the first proper episode of Set the Tape Rewind is our film chat. Now for those who are sick of superhero movies dominating your local cineplex, I'm afraid there's some bad news. Massive multimedia conglomerate with a mouse for a mascot known to you and me as the Walt Disney Company heralded a new dawn of media domination, the likes of which would make Murdoch blush in more ways than one, as the American corporation agreed a $52.4 billion deal with the Australian mogul to acquire 21st Century Fox's key assets. Having gone cross-eyed reading the details in the Financial Times, it's probably a bit too complicated to make interesting in a 10-minute chunk of an entertainment podcast. Nevertheless, a mahoosive deal has gotten superhero fans salivating over the prospect of the Disney-owned Marvel Cinematic Universe incorporating the 21st Century Fox Marvel characters into its uh, cinematic universe, such as Deadpool, the Fantastic Four, and of course, the X-Men. And most notably among them is Wolverine. Now, the question I want to put to you guys is, are we about to leave the silver age of comic book movies, I guess, and move towards a more golden age? Or does this spell disaster? Uh, Steve, what do you reckon? Good news or bad news? Uh, indifferent news. Indifferent <laughs> news. You're not excited one way or the other. It could really go either way. I mean, I honestly couldn't say. Mm. In some ways, it's 
it's surely good because I mean some of the X Men films weren't bad. Deadpool was was really good. Mm-hmm. The Fantastic Four films we've had have been woeful. Um, it might help bringing them all back under this one banner. I mean, M- MCU's going great guns. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be good to have some of these characters back under that kind of leadership. Mm-hmm. How they quite go about putting uh, these characters into the MCU now when it's already quite established. Not not just these characters. I mean, I suppose the Fantastic mm. Four is quite easy to explain away, but how do you get mutants in the X-Men into that already pre-existing universe? Don't know. Luckily, it's not my problem to work it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, it's been a problem for comic book writers. And how do you keep teaming them up? I mean, mm. I think Anthony Mackie said this week there's a scene in Infinity Wars where there's 40 heroes on in one scene. I mean, I don't know if that he meant heroes and villains or just characters. And then you want to bring in... Fantastic Four. Well, there's four more straight away, and then the X Men. There's you know there's hundreds of X Men. I mean, it could make things quite convoluted, or it could have the opposite effect of giving Marvel, as in you know Marvel Studios, more scope to to play around with. I guess um, Tony, first time on your own new podcast. Mm. Mm. Uh, give us your thoughts, please. I think Steve's right about a lot of that, but I think it's probably overdue, really. And mm-hmm. I think I think mainly because while some of these X Men films and while some some of these extra ones that Fox have done have been have been good, putting them all under the one banner, I th- I think will just allow for just a, a greater scope of story. What I wouldn't do though, if I was them, is rush it. I think mm-hmm. they ought to keep to their plan, their their phase four, you know, whatever they're whatever they're planning to do. You know, the rumor is that they're going to do Secret Invasion and they're going to have the scrolls and they're going to do all that stuff over the next like. Well, maybe even the next three phases, so the next ten years. Well, I can chip in there and say Secret Invasion was a load of bobbins, so uh, well doesn't excite me very much. But is mm. it was it a good idea executed poorly, or was it a bad idea executed badly? It was well, the whole thing about it was sort of an alien race had been pretending to be various Marvel heroes, almost like a kind of Scooby Doo villain removing his mask scenario, saying, "Ah, oh, I'm not Iron Man." <laughs> Um, so that was that was not a great comic. I suppose it depends how you do it, really, doesn't it? I mean, I, and I think there's there's been rumours about that, but it's just rumour right now. They could go, they could they could have put the feelers out there and then heard people go, oh god, no, don't do that, and they might completely yeah. change their plan. Um, but you know, it sounds like they've got you know a fair few traditional sequels with the characters who are going to kind of take over once Tony Stark and that lot you know jog on. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have that locked up for a few years. The only thing is, there's no way they're going to sit on the X Men for five years you know it's just not going to happen there's no chance so once dark phoenix happens which more than likely will be the last one in this x-men you know universe mm-hmm. um and then new mutants once that happens i think they'll put the lid on that and they'll move it all over to to marvel and start drip feeding it in but you do have the issue about do you call the mutants you know you do have the issue about how do you slide these guys in i think they've got to be very careful about it because it could be quite jarring and they they really ought to not reuse the same x-men they ought to go for a whole new lot of new ones quite recently we had a quote that was doing the rounds which was from uh, sebastian stan plays the winter soldier uh, who was apparently talking to hugh jackman about what's going to happen with wolverine in the MCU. Because, of course, this deal comes, you know, like it came months after Logan, which was supposed to be Hugh Jackman's farewell swan song, wasn't it? And now we're in this situation where 
do they bring Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in? I mean, he's one of the most bankable characters. The only issue with that is, yes, okay, you could anchor an entire, you know, massive chapter of the MCU around Hugh Jackman. Absolutely, of course you could. You could just put Wolverine at the centre of it, like Tony Stark has been and everything. But, you know, it would be a massive smack in the face for Logan. Logan was the end of his story. You know, one thing that these films are really bad at is having an ending. They just don't do it. They want to keep reviving people and bringing it up. This is why a lot of people are hoping Infinity War will actually kill off a few people for good. Much as he was, he's a great Wolverine, mm-hmm. I kind of want Logan to be it because it will, it will undercut Logan as an ending. And I don't want that to happen. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so moving on then, just to, to wrap up this section, previews. Steve, give us a clue. What are you most looking forward to? Uh, sort of in cinemas, DVD, streaming, that sort of thing. I'm just looking forward to going back to the cinema because I haven't been since The Last Jedi came out. I think yeah. that was the 17th of December, so I mean... Because you've got Cineworld Unlimited card, so you're just burning money at the minute. For... I know, I'm yeah. chucking it all up the wall. Yeah. I will go and see three billboards at some point mm-hmm. and darkest hour definitely especially as they're probably both going to be in the running for oscars as indicated by other awards okay that's quite interesting i mean me, me personally I'm, I'm interested in going to the cinema but only thing that's really standing out to me at the moment as potentially interesting because i'm a bit sick of kind of oscar baity movies i just can't be doing with them yeah but we do a film podcast and a film website so we'd probably best <laughs> i'm gonna have to force myself I, I take a look at the listings in the cinema and I think, you know what, I would rather go and see The Commuter than see Darkest Hour or Three Billboards. Don't care about how much they're, you know, being praised and picking up awards. And, oh, Gary Oldman's really great. I'm not that bothered. But I am actually interested to see Insidious Chapter 4, which is out on Friday. Uh, I found the second one kind of painful to watch. Uh, the third one was a better script, but was still a little bit tedious. But I'm just like a sucker for a good horror movie. So I've got my fingers crossed going in to see insidious chapter four and hoping to just to compare it to james one's conjuring universe that it's more like annabelle creation than annabelle toady uh how about you i want to see three billboards but i don't know if i'm going to get to the cinema to watch it i think it might be a, a sky or a netflix later i want to see the post uh mm-hmm. steven spielberg's new film um with tom hanks meryl streep standard you know ser- serious spielberg but you know i'm a sucker for spielberg so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try and catch that i think at the weekend that's uh I've had me on that for a while. Yeah, well, we I mentioned it last week as well, and uh, I mentioned on that pilot episode about Paige's review of The Post, um, which should be live on the website on Friday, so the day the film comes out, people can get to read it. And uh, Yes. Yeah, so that's uh, over at setthetape.com. So this section is all about TV, and earlier today at time of recording of course the handmaid's tale season two teaser trailer dropped as trailers so often do ramping up the hype for more miserable dystopian drama on the telly box the american made web series streamed on hulu in the u.s and broadcast on channel 4 in the uk has received non-stop praise from most quarters since its debut last year The adaptation of Canadian author Margaret Atwood's social and political commentary novel from 1985 has won eight primetime Emmys and more recently picked up a Best Drama Series at the Golden Globes. Elizabeth Moss earned Best Actress in a Drama at the ceremony as well. 
Tony, I'm going to go straight in and ask you, what are you hoping for from season two? Quite honestly, probably more, roughly more of the same. It would be nice to get a little bit more mm-hmm. action. The thing is, I say that with, with a level of trepidation because it's not that kind of show. You know, it's a very slow build, uh, ang- anxiety sure. uh, drama. It's not about incident as much as it is about soaking up this terrifying world which really could happen you know i mean it, it, it seems like it's it's dystopian science fiction but jesus it is it is close i mean it, it really does feel like it could if things go a little bit more crazy you could end up with something like this so i think i'd like it roughly to be the that same you know precipitous kind of you know anxiety doom that if we don't watch ourselves we could end up going down this very dark road but with maybe a little bit more you know, and, and this is what I've heard, you know, is going to happen, but a little bit more of expansion of the world. Okay. I, I went through a kind of hate, love, not as interested relationship with it. But I haven't finished the series yet. But I have watched the teaser trailer that's coming for, um, for season two. And it doesn't... I mean, I was wary of potential spoilers. It doesn't seem like it gives an awful lot of way. I think it's one of these cases of a teaser trailer that just shows people what they want to see, which in all you know, for all intents and purposes, is just more of these characters and that world. It's almost like a promise that we're going to carry on doing, the kind of things that it seems like you're you're hoping it will do. So we also had a bit of other news. The Walking Dead Season 9 has been confirmed. Now, Steve, we talked about uh, The Walking Dead a little bit last week uh, when we were in the pilot episode, when we were talking about comic books in the free play section. Will you be back for season nine or is it just now, like after the widely panned season eight, you're out, that's it, cutting ties? I will be back, but I don't know, I don't know why. Yeah, I think that's the question lots of people seem to be asking themselves at the minute, why? The glutton, the glutton for punishment. I mean, it's mm. going rapidly downhill. Um, the, the, the few good things outweigh the the many bad things um and like i keep telling you i get more joy out of watching z nation (laughs) we've had that conversation quite a few times now so do you think season nine might be potentially the last season for the show uh no no it's just going to keep rolling on it it could be and it should be Hmm. um unless somehow the back end of season eight becomes a lot better there's a lot of scope there even going away from the comics you could bring rick's group's story to a close mm-hmm. and i fear the walking dead i suppose go to a different part of the country go to a different part of the world and start again and try and make a show that's not in decline because wow. the walking dead the walking dead up till its peak was good but i think as soon as they resolved the storyline with the governor it's just gone downhill the other problem with the walking dead is, is i think i said i said this before from various places it's just formulaic you know how how much different is negan really to the governor sure. he's he's he's, a, he's the same guy in a leather jacket <laughs> he's got a baseball bat though steve with barbed you know. wire wrap around it yeah exactly yeah substitute for personality both of them were kind of enigmatic charismatic over the top bad guys mm mm-hmm. mhm All right, so uh, in terms of previewing what we uh, should expect to enjoy over the next week in TV, Tony, why don't you um, kick us off with uh, what you're looking forward to? Well, I mean, I'm kind of in this sort of phase where I'm I'm catching up on stuff consistently. You know, I mean, there's there's the... The standard ones I tend to watch every week are mm-hmm. the X-Files now, obviously, which I'm always looking forward to. That's my bread and butter, really, my favourite show ever. And Star Trek Discovery, which is which is doing 
pretty good. You know, it's just come back and it's uh, it's pretty entertaining because they're 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 embracing one of the more B movie mm-hmm. sci fi ideas of of the original Star Trek right now, which is really good. But I'm uh, yes, I'm just I'm just kind of working through things, I suppose. As well, Inside Number Nine is for me the thing I'm most mm-hmm. looking forward to, as well as working through because that that I mean the first two episodes of that this year have been phenomenal. I I didn't like series three as much as series two, which was brilliant. Series one was really good as well, but series three wasn't quite the hit rate of of brilliance for me. But the first two seasons, series four, have just been fantastic. So. Yeah, I think inside number nine mm-hmm. probably, which I think is tomorrow. Which well, as yes. we record, it's Tuesdays. That's that's probably probably number one on my list. But apart from that, I'm working through right. feud. The Betty Davis and um... Joan Crawford. Yeah, um, which is very sort of background. You know, just throw it on and make the most of it. But it's it, it's all right. I enjoy it. So yeah, so it's we've some got some good stuff on right now. I'd yeah. say a couple actually. of good things. Um... Uh, uh, new that have just started recently in the new year. Uh, for example, I can tell you that Bob's Burgers is back on Comedy Central for season eight uh, on uh, 11 p.m., that is on Fridays, which is Lauren Bouchard's um, animated comedy series about the Belcher family who own and run a burger restaurant in an American seaside town. I honestly think it might be my favourite animated sitcom since The Simpsons was good. I think it's funny. I love all the characters, the writing, uh, the animation... Uh, the, the voice acting. I think it's all just very... It's just fantastic. I love it. And it's not like... Because it's an animated sitcom about a family, but it's not like F is for Family or BoJack Horseman on Netflix uh, in terms of serious family or personal drama. But it's not stupid and over-the-top and zany and wacky like the latter Simpsons seasons or Family Guy either. It's just lovely, I think, is the best way to describe it. And I love it. And I think... Um, you can jump on at any point as well, and it'll be fine. You haven't got to you know, go from season one through to season eight. Uh, you can just dip in and out of it. Plus, H. John Benjamin, the guy who voices Archer in Archer, voices Bob in Bob's Burgers. So there's your extra bonus reason to, to catch it if uh, I haven't convinced you already. How about you, Steve? What are you, um, what's on your planner at the minute? I got tricked this week. You got tricked. Uh, yeah. Okay. Basically, I wanted to watch The Good Place for a, a fair while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started watching it, I think, at the back end of last week. And because I knew that season two was out and it was on Netflix, I assumed the whole thing was on Netflix. Right. Well, it isn't. It's up to the stage where it's out, it's out weekly. Uh. <laughs> so I got to I got to this at the end of the, the last episode that was out and I thought, well, that's a funny place to end the season <laughs> and then look oh no it's not so i'm looking yeah. forward to the next episode of that which is um on thursday i think but yeah i, I thought it was really good i've absolutely flown through the, the two seasons or one and a bit seasons of that so far i think it's excellent it's it's funny and it's it reminds me of community quite a bit but yeah i've really enjoyed that so i'm looking forward to to the next one of that and finishing season two yeah well it's um michael sure isn't it who um yes yeah so you know it's gonna have that similar vibe i think did he do parks and recreation and i think uh, so yeah. nine nine and the u.s office and stuff like that so it's got a good track record in fact Eamon hennedy has um written a season one review on set the tape as well if people wanted to go and check that out because he waxes lyrical about it as one of the greatest sort of modern comedies so uh i'm sure he would agree that the good place is a good choice Yes. It's 
time for our free play section, and this week we're focusing on podcasts. So you might have noticed the new masthead for The Guardian as it ditched the Berliner format to go with a more traditional tabloid print style. But what you might not have necessarily noticed on The Guardian's website this week is their choice of podcast in Miranda Sawyer's Week in Radio and Podcasts article. Uh, her selection is slightly controversial uh, this week. It's a choice that she's made called Radio Atlas by Eleanor McDowell. The series tells various stories from non-English speaking parts of the world and is translated on screen. So what that means is you have to watch the podcast as you listen to it, which I think is something very unfamiliar to the majority of podcast listeners. But the episode, Papa, I'm in Syria, documenting a German father of two sons who convert to Islam and join IS in Syria, won the 2017 Pre-Europa for Best European Radio Documentary. And I think the biggest talking point to come from all of this it's just, what the hell is a podcast anyway? Because as far as I was concerned, it was audio. But this kind of throws things up in the air. And throwing this question up in the air, who, who wants to come in on that? Because what is, a, what is a podcast? Three idiots talking about stuff. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax. And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. They don't know anything about. Well, I was waiting for that. Thank you very much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I mean, is it, is it even a radio documentary if you've got to watch something as well to be able to understand mm. it? Um, yeah, podcast is, as I always understood it, when I started doing them seven years ago, whatever it was, mm -hmm. more than that maybe, that um, it's like a radio show essentially, but you kind of can choose when you listen to it. So it's essentially a radio show, um, talk, you know, whatever kind of show it is, it's essentially something you can do, you can listen to. You don't have mm -hmm. to read anything, you don't have to watch anything. It's not overly interactive. A lot of people listen to podcasts, podcasts on their commute, whether they listen to it through their car stereo or whether they listen to it on public transport or while they're walking to and from work or whatever. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will listen to them while they're at home 
doing things or doing other things. I listen to podcasts when I'm doing other things, when I'm writing or when I'm playing, when I'm gaming, when I'm cooking, whatever. When I'm, you know, it's, yeah. so if you're taking, if you're putting another element into that of of having to actually read something and focus on a screen while you're listening to it, it takes away the essence of what a podcast is. Mm. You're, you're making something else. You're making a YouTube video. You're making a you're making a video. Essentially, you might as well make a video. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, Tony, as someone who's probably made more variety of podcasts, if not more episodes of podcasts than than Steve and I together, um, what's your sort of thoughts on uh, on a this winning an award for best podcast when? As, as I said, it's in a foreign language and you have to read the translation at the same time. Or, or do, you just, do you just think it's fine? It can be whatever we want it to be. I think there's an element of the word podcast and the very nature of it is evolving. Mm-hmm. To I mean, I, th- I, think, I think everything, I think that whole thing is a bit up its own arse, to be honest. <laughs> right. But, if, if I'm being completely honest, but um, I think the whole idea of it evolving you know, the idea of what whatever a podcast is, you know, it's already kind of been happening, I guess. I mean, the, the very nature in which, how we record them and how we, you know, all the all the providers that have popped up and all the different ways you can listen to podcasts now weren't there back in the days like when Ricky Gervais and his little crew were pioneering mm-hmm. the format 10, 12 years ago or whatever. Um, so I, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm... I think in some respects the idea was set up as a way for more Americans to have their own version of broadcast radio, you know, which, which obviously is much more of a British tradition mm-hmm. with the BBC and everything. And it's kind of just become a global thing. So I, I'm a bit more, I suppose I'm a bit more lenient to it really. I, th- I think we've still got a way to go with podcasts in terms of what they evolve into. And I think a lot, a lot of podcasts already do incorporate video. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they do have video podcasts. They do, you know, just tonight on a different podcast I recorded um, voiceover alongside footage of a video mm-hmm. game, you know, and that is part of a podcast, but it's just on YouTube and you don't see us, but you're watching something at the same time. So I, I guess, I guess it can be quite fluid, really. So it's, it's interesting where it might all let, might all lead in the long run. So what you're getting at is in the future we might see your face as we're listening to never set the tape rewind. Not going to happen. Never. You don't no. want to see it. You trust me. You don't want to see my big moon face. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we'll move on then to uh, another sort of preview section for this week. Uh, now, podcasts are quite. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I subscribe to a lot of podcasts and end up culling them back every f- sort of few months, yeah. and then more creep back onto the onto the list. So uh, in terms of what I'm listening to or what I've listened to quite recently that I wanted to tell everyone about um, ever since I listened to it is John Ronson's The Butterfly Effect, which Mm. uh, was seven episodes. It was documenting the porn industry in primarily in America and how the ripple effect or the butterfly effect of the invention of Pornhub kind of decimated people's or so many different lives in such weird and peculiar ways like not as directly as you might think and i i thought it was just fantastic i like john ronson anyway i think he's a very good journalist he tells really interesting stories and he tells them really well yeah uh, if people don't really know who he is or what he's done i would say think of a a, a warmer voiced louis theroux <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> might be yeah. a better way of describing it but um 
yeah, the butterfly effect was just uh, just fantastic. It's like I say, perhaps not current because it came out last year, and I don't think enough people are aware that, uh, or even you know, the people who wanted to hear it are necessarily aware that it's now available for free after only being available as part of Audible, which of course is subscription service. Um, but you can go out there and find it on whatever podcast app you uh, listen to this on. You know, um, you can check out the butterfly effect. So that's what I'm recommending people to do. Steve, what podcasts are you into at the moment? Well, I always subscribe to podcasts I'm on just to boost the subscription figures. Good man. A bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but it's mostly football podcasts with me. Um, okay. I've got a whole list of them that I've subscribed to. Um, but I really need to branch out a little bit more in what podcasts I listen to. So I'm always open to suggestions on anything that might be interesting. But the Totally Football Show, which is the the kind of, not spin-off, but what came of the Guardians Football Weekly when James mm. Richardson uh, left that. The Football Ramble and their own spin-off on the continent, which is uh, one that they focus on European football. Um, and the World Football Phone-In, which is a five live show on their, I think it's called Through the Night. They do this, this show, like, probably most nights, but especially on a Friday night that, that goes literally through the night from sort of midnight through to about five in the morning. And part of that every week is is, is what part of it's called the World Football Phone-In, and they get different journalists from different regions, so obviously South America... Africa, Asia, and it's it, like you say, a phone, and people phone in, ask questions about world football, mm-hmm. um, which is generally interesting. A lot of these ones depend quite strongly on who the guest is um, on there, or who the who the um, the expert is, because there are some experts who know less than I do, and some experts like Tim Vickery, who's the South American yeah, expert sure. on on world football phone, who's just excellent. His his knowledge of that that region is unbelievable. Fantastic writer as well. He is Tim Vickery. Whenever you read, yeah. it doesn't matter what he's writing about. Whether it's he's writing about some obscure Brazilian referee in the sort of sixth tier of Brazilian football. It still makes it oh, really it, interesting to read. Yeah, about. his his knowledge is ridiculous. Yeah. Of just you know, he can talk about an under seventeen tournament as well as that he could talk about Neymar. Yeah, and it's you know it's phenomenal. Um, and there's another one as well, which is called Quickly Kevin, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which is Josh Widdicombe, and it's looking at nineties football. So it's kind of looking at the era of when I got into football. Mm-hmm. And that, again, is one that depends very much on who the guest is. They had uh, Graham Lasso, which is very good, and they had an ex-referee, which one I can't remember. And that was really good and really interesting as well. Who was that? Who was the referee in the sort of late 90s, um, early 2000s? The, the, who was the, basically the only black Premier... Oh, Uriah Rennie. That's him, that's who I'm thinking of. No, it wasn't him. It, it wasn't... Uh, anyway, it's a anyway, bit, yeah. you know, if you sub- <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, 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 if they've got a good guest on, it's generally really interesting. They're quite good at hosting and they tend to let the guest talk, which is always the best way if you're doing kind of an mm. interview style thing. It's just don't don't over, don't over make it about you, make it about them. Mm. Um, so that one I enjoy, but that's um, finished their first or second series. So the new one will be starting whenever this year. And what was that one called again? Quickly Kevin? Uh, quick, Quickly Kevin. I think they said themselves it's kind of a... a mishearing of a, a line of commentary from the 1998 World Cup when um, David Batty missed a penalty in a shootout 
and they asked the commentator asked Kevin Keegan quickly, Kevin, will he score? <laughs> so that's, that's where the, that's where the title comes from. Right. I need to check that one out. I think I think I'll enjoy that. Yeah, it's it's, it's really good. Yeah. So what is on your list then, Tony? Well, I think I'm going to um, give a little shout out to one of our writers, Amy Walker, who's just launched um, a show called Eccentric Earth, which has just come on iTunes, um, in which Amy Lovely. gets on guests and she's talking about like basically eccentric things from history so mm-hmm. about like the, the most notorious serial killer in german history the vampire of dusseldorf and uh things like a um a crazy canadian sniper called leo major things like that so like an interesting kind of kind of focus on, mm. on whenever she and her guests find really so yeah look that up because amy's um Amy, Amy's done another good podcast as well, and she's guested on various ones I've done. So yeah, give give her a bit of a boost, boosting the signal there. Beyond that, I I my, one of my favourite new ones um, is called Cinemortuary, which is my old mate Chris Wilson and some of his old mates from uni um, get together and they talk about a horror sequel, but it's got to be a horror sequel from a really bad horror film. Hmm. Um, so they've they've gone through things like in the past, um, Jason X and shark attack two <laughs> it's like this. Right. and it's just three mates from like um humberside just just having a laugh and re- re- reminiscing about these terrible horror films that they grew up watching but i i, I just like i like that kind of diy film podcasting i mean it helps though i know one of them uh fairly well but even so i think i'd still enjoy the banter really and then you know they, they know quite a bit about them as well and they have a laugh and they you know they talk through the film so that's that's what i'm I'm enjoying when they drop episodes. And that was Cinemortuary. Cinemortuary podcast. Yeah. Love it. And we're done. That wasn't so bad, was it? Just quickly want to say a huge thank you for downloading, streaming, unwillingly listening via the leaky headphones of the person sitting next to you on the bus during your morning commute to work. Your patience is appreciated. If you want to help support STT Rewind, make sure to spread the word on social media where you can always find us at Set The Tape or drop by our website at setthetape.com and read our reviews, features, fun lists, opinion pieces, news articles and all kinds of stuff about TV, movies and all that other shebang. We'll be back in a week's time, but until then, thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.